Welcome to the Marcia Miyake Show, where our mission is to share thought-provoking ideas, practical tools, and tangible strategies to up-level your life, business, and relationships. I'm your host, Marcia Miyake, leadership and emotional intelligence consultant, executive coach, and conscious mama of two. Through solo episodes and interviews with experts in the medical, research, business, and spiritual fields, this show helps you to shift from the illusion that success in one area of your life means failure in another to the understanding that you truly get to have it all. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode, my loves. I'm so excited to be here and I have a special guest. Dan is with me today. It's a pleasure to be here once again. Yay. So, you know, we've shared how we got together and we like to share how amazing our relationship is because it really is. And it's such a difference from what we've experienced in the past. You know, both of us had really challenging relationships. Um, But one thing we haven't really addressed is, you know, like the fears and the hesitations that we had when we first got together or during that courting stage. So I thought it would be of service for us to share, you know, that when we got together, it wasn't like, oh my gosh, it was an instant knowing, although it was, that even when you have that instant knowing, it was like, there was no hesitation. It was just like all roses and rainbows the whole time. It wasn't. So I thought we could just share, you know, some of the hesitations and some of the fears that we had when we first met each other. So I'll let you start. Oh, put on the spot. Put on the spot. Um, yeah, I think for me, um, one of the biggest fears coming in was uh, a loss of freedom. You know, and that that's um, from the perspective from the life that I was living. I was sort of living the bachelor life. I was living in Bali, doing the laptop lifestyle. And, you know, I had ultimate freedom at the end of the day. I was living my dream. And you came along and just tipped all of that upside down in all the most magical ways. And then I had to go, okay, family of three, stepdaughter, you know, new partner, moved back home to Australia. Um, a lot of fears around that. Yeah. And, you know, I think we had, we had to move through that. Um, I still remember having a conversation with my business partner in Bali at the time. And, um, I said to him, Adam, I, I don't think I can pass on this opportunity because we had plans to go to Spain, um, Europe, London, South Africa. We had all these travel plans. And, I, and he just said, well, mate, if you've got to go for it. You've got to go for it. So, yeah, I, I think we just it just made that decision on that on that day that we had to give it a go. And so your main fear, I think, was probably very typical of men in general. Mm. And it's that that is that loss of freedom and it was such a big lifestyle change for you. And honestly, I felt that. I felt mm-hmm. the, I don't know if it was a fear, but I could feel like energetically there was a lot of stuff around you. And I think mm-hmm. that leads into my fear. And I think a lot of women can probably resonate with this. And especially if you have kids and you're a single mom, is that safety? So my biggest fear going in is, one, is this person safe for me? Is this person safe for Aaliyah? Um, And the safety had to do with, like, is he serious? You know, when I saw him, 
initially on Instagram, he was, you know, just traveling everywhere, like eating up buffets. I was like, does this guy ever not eat? He was just basically going to the gym, working on his laptop from a beach and eating up buffets. Like that's literally what I saw of him. But not only that, and this is like full transparency, right? Like there was so much female energy around him and I could feel that. And I even, I don't know, did I ever tell you that? I feel like I did, but I could feel like there was almost like not fully closed doors. And for me, as someone who's like so intuitive, I could feel there was a lot of like the feminine around him and it wasn't just his feminine feminine and masculine energy within him um, but it was actual other females in his presence and it's not saying that he was being intimate with them necessarily but more so that there was energetic ties with other mm-hmm. women and for me that equaled a lack of safety right there like for me that was Am I safe to be with this person? Is he trustworthy? So I think that's another factor that comes in for women um, with safety is the trust. Like, can I trust him? You know, he would post these photos on Instagram and all these girls would be commenting. And if you are not um, a confident woman, if you are not an embodied woman, like that can be a huge trigger point. So I had to really navigate through that. Yeah, so I guess for me, the safety piece was, uh, can I trust this man to be loyal and faithful to me? Can can I trust him to clear up this energy? Because I was hesitant because of that, because I could feel like there was like some unfinished business. And so that was a hesitation. So while I was like, wow, he is such a beautiful presence. We connected, we talked, there was clearly something so deep there. There was that fear of the unknown and the uncertainty because, you know, at the same time, while I felt like so comfortable around him, it was like, I just met him. Yes, you can have these deep conversations. And this is really a a learning point for our listeners is like, sometimes we get into this like uh, conversation or connection with someone and all of a sudden our critical thinking goes away and we just get so swept up by the moment that we don't really look at the situation we don't look at all the facts and I think that's when we really miss the red flag so for me that was a potential red flag of you know and really navigating that absolutely because I'll also add in there there's a lot of men preying on women Mm. by pretending to be someone that they're not you know, with the whole spiritual involvement that we're in in the moment, evolution, you know, I think there's a global awakening and a lot of wounded men are actually preying on that. And so, you know, that that's an interesting point you bring up. It's very, you know, it's easy to act and, and play. Um, but I also remember being, from my perspective, I remember the first time you said to me that you don't trust me yet, you don't fully trust me. And I was so offended um, because I thought you just meant on a on a shallow level of like, just off cheating on you, you know, but it was deep in that. You, you, you were meaning that you don't, tr- you're not sure if you trust me yet, that I'm fully committed, that I'm safe to be around Aaliyah and to build a family with. Mm. And, and I took that the wrong way and was so offended and had to sit with that. And, and I was just like, I'll, I'll prove you wrong. But um, that, I think that's a really good lesson though, especially yeah. for our female listeners about, you know, that was discernment. That was me trusting my intuition that my heart was saying yes, but Mm. that I didn't have enough data. 
I didn't have a track record of you. You hadn't showed me consistently that you were going to be there for me, that you were going to be there for Aaliyah. And I couldn't just go like two feet, you know, I wasn't going to move in with someone who hadn't shown me that he was trustworthy and that he was safe and and all of that and I think that's a lesson for us as as women that you can be so in love and infatuated and all of that but still um use your discernment and still create some like distance and some safety for yourself because safety comes from you first so create safety within yourself and you know what my safety within myself was creating that distance between you and I Mm. that's how I protected myself I was like you need to show me first that you are the man that you are saying that you are that you are going to be there for me and my daughter like you say you are but I was my safety first by not just letting you be like oh my gosh yes and yeah just getting really carried away 100% I agree (laughs) (laughs) so were there any other fears that came up for you or was it mostly like the lack of freedom well how did you move through that then like what was that for you I just there was that once I made that decision it was like oh you know I've got all these plans and I am living my dream like you know it was kind of like once I just got over all of that and said well you know, I think, how old was I at the time? 33. I mm. said, well, if not now, when? Mm. You know, and it was thinking about, well, what if this is it? You know, mm. and I can create a family and I can create that real deeper meaning in my life, what I really want. Mm. I know at the end of the day, as fun, much as fun as I was having, I still wasn't really fulfilled. I was mm. loving my life, but I wasn't fulfilled. There was, mm. there was something deeper that was missing, that deeper sense of love and connection that I didn't have. Mm. And I think that's, you know, when I made that decision, I have to give this a go because if I don't and I go and I keep traveling and I never give this a go, I'll regret that Mm. for the rest of my life. And I always wonder what if, because I was calling you my wife, the wife six months before (laughs) we ever met. Um, And talking to my business partner, like I think I've mentioned it before on the podcast, and for people that do know our story, I was I was nicknaming you the wife six months before we met, saying this is the exact type of woman I want to spend my life with that I want to marry, based on not just what I was seeing on Instagram, but but once I actually started to read your posts and I started to see you speak on camera and and your values and what you were about, that's what got me. Mm. I was like, this is what I want in my life. Mm. You made a really interesting point that I want to pick up on now. I don't know the exact statistic and and the exact study, but I did hear about that whole happiness fulfillment um, dichotomy there. So, like, it takes a certain time, like a certain point in your evolution to realize that like happiness isn't everything. And the the study was, and I'm going to throw some loose figures here, but it was it was like parents were the least happy but the most fulfilled. Mm. And that's an interesting, you know, that's an interesting figure there or um, idea and concept because mm. I would say that that's that true. That yeah, because you, as a parent, you go through many frustrations and like trials and tribulations of being a parent and managing this little human in front of you. Um, but there is nothing more fulfilling. And I think you yeah. probably got to a point in your, your life where you were like, I've experienced happiness. This is fun. I want something deeper. Mm. Yeah. hundred percent. And not just in relationship, but in life. Yeah. So, yeah. so what I see with, uh, with men who really fear that loss of freedom for me, just from my experience, 
in, in coaching is there's a unhealed little boy who's still seeking validation. Mm-hmm. You know, men seek it through different ways. I mean, just like women through relationships, through significance, through success, through money and, and all of that. And that that's very, um, yeah, I feel like the the man who's not it's like the Peter Pan is it Peter Pan syndrome where he doesn't want to grow up. It's like I want to be free forever mm. and da da da. It's like it's very to me it's symbolic and it points to some 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 trauma that needs to be cleared out. So and I definitely had parts of that in my life. Mm. I, I, definitely, I was always seeking fun mm. because I what I had found is a pattern for me. If I mm. wasn't traveling, if I wasn't doing high adrenaline activities, if I wasn't like living my life to the fullest. And I was actually alone and spent time by myself back at home. I found myself feeling sad, feeling mm. depressed because I hadn't, I hadn't healed certain aspects mm. of my life. So I used that, mm. that lifestyle. So true that, that adrenaline, that fun can be a drug. It's and a distraction. It was, it was it's, my drug. it's a distraction from having to deal with the shit that you need to deal with. Mm-hmm. And that's just it. Like the parenting life, it's, it's, it can be so mundane and then at the same time so challenging, mm. which is what actually gives you that fulfillment because you connect with these little humans on such a deep level. Nobody can make you as angry as they can, but <laughs> nobody can give you that deep sense of purpose like they can yeah. too. Yeah, when you when you threw that statistic out, it, it really hit home because I remember and we didn't even discuss this prior to the show. Mm. It's just it's just we're free flowing here, but I say to all my friends, you know, how's it like being a dad? I was like, it it is the most challenging, (laughs) hard, fulfilling, rewarding thing you'll ever do. So it is. You you have complete uh, opposite ends of the spectrum where Mm. it is. Some days I just want to like punch myself in the face and go, how am I here? Mm. But then five minutes later, you're like Luca or earlier, they do something and, and it's just a little cuddle from them and you just your heart smiles, mm-hmm. your heart sings, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it can go from one extreme to the other so quick. And it is, it's, it's the most challenging um, and rewarding thing you, you can do. Mm, and that's why I always say that like happy, like when people say, I just want my children to be happy. I don't want my children to be happy. And it's not because I want to punish my kids by, by no <laughs> means, but like happiness is not the purpose of life. The, the purpose of life is, is growth and Growth can be from a happy place. You can choose to grow because you see the wisdom and the the power in growth, or you can grow from pain. But either way, growth is, to me, growth expansion is the purpose of life. It's not to be happy. It's yeah. it's it's to experience the full range of human emotions. We wouldn't know happiness if we didn't know sadness, right? And so, to me, okay, this is gonna turn into a freaking therapy session. But to me, you saying that I wanted to be happy, you were chasing happiness, you were chasing excitement. To me, that's because there was a little sad boy. Yeah. Because, you know, the opposite of of happiness is sadness so you were feeling sad so how do i make myself feel better from sadness i need to feel happy where's the excitement where's the uh the adrenaline that Mm. type of thing rather than bringing full presence to that little boy who really needed your support and you know i kind of like threw you down that inner child um healing journey i I remember i Mm. forced you (laughs) do you remember that time i can't remember what it was we were sitting here we're sitting in the office yeah. Do you remember? And I, I asked and I you, so against, you were so resistant. I was so resistant and I didn't even realize. I was just like, I said, I'm, how I'm do you feel man. about him? I, I don't grow man. I don't need to 
told yeah. that line a child. Yeah, and, and I was like, how does he how does he feel? And he's like, I don't want to look at him or something like that. I remember at one point you I didn't even want to look at him. Yeah. And then finally, like we we cracked through and and you were like yeah he's he's sad but it took us a while to get mm. to that point of allowing you to even acknowledge him yeah but the, there's so many layers to it all like now that i can unpack it a little bit i've done mm. done a fair bit of work um even with you and with some coaches and uh, on that journey I didn't realize that I had never processed my childhood or losses from as a teenager and you know, all, all that significance, that achievement, that and everything, that the safety, the love. Like when I was 18, the, my mum and dad split up, which was my safety and family and everything that I value with, with family. That completely fell apart. But also my football career. That's I hid behind my football where my schooling lacked. I was a class clown. I acted up. I tried to be funny because for me, I struggled to learn due to an accident that I had as a kid. And I so I stopped trying mm. and I hid behind my sports. I hid behind my football mm. and that was everything. You know, I was mm. always getting fairest and best or most consistent, winning trophies, winning awards, winning athletics carnivals, breaking records. So athletics and football was everything that I had. Um, I had built my identity around it mm. so that when I was 18 for football to go and for my family to break up, I completely lost who I was mm. and that had been okay, so what now? Adrenaline, mm-hmm. traveling, um, you know, bungee jumping, skydiving, mm. motorbikes, whatever mm. I could. That that was my sense of safety, I guess. And, mm. and it was hiding. I couldn't be... It was an escape. It was an escape. Was yeah, an escape. that's the words I was looking you just, for. You needed to hide behind something so you didn't have to yeah, face that little boy. 100%. And don't get me wrong. I still love doing those things, but I don't need it now to feel mm. better. Whereas mm. I do it now to enjoy it, mm. but I can be at home, you know... I always had to be out. I was either, whether I was out at the clubs or I was drinking or I was, you know, doing something, um, you know, traveling or something mm. high adrenaline. Yeah, you know, it was an escape. But now I can be at home and I actually don't want to go out. <laughs> we actually have to force ourselves to get out of the house <laughs> because we're just so comfortable. And I we, don't. I definitely don't help you with that with the yeah, going out part. Yeah. So, but yeah, I just wanted to give a bit more background around. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many layers to all of mm-hmm. that. Exactly. And that's just, that's just it. Sometimes, you know, we, we are always actually our biggest problem. Mm. Um, so if you're feeling like fear or resistance around a relationship, you know, that could be your intuition telling you that this person is not the right person or you haven't seen enough information. So for my females and my, and my feminines out there, you know, like your discernment is your, your greatest superpower. But at the same time, you know, if, um, you are experiencing different people, different relationships, and and somehow you feel like you are a key component of sabotaging that or pushing that person away, and you're kind of wondering, why did I push that person away? I know I did that for many years of my life. Like anybody that was like wholesome, I was like, no, I need the avoidant, the uh, man who's not going to value me in my life because that was reflective of my self-worth. So there's a part of it that's, yes, it's your intuition, figure out what parts your intuition, and then also look at like, do you need to do some healing work? Like, where do you need to address your stuff? You know, because anytime you know, we have problems in our real day life. Like there's a quote, like we don't have relationship problems. We have childhood problems that are masquerading as relationship problems. If you have consistent conflict in your relationship, that that is two 
uh, wounded inner children, you know, battling each other in present day. And so I guess the message here is to um, be mindful of the fears that you have around going into a relationship, examine whether how many of those fears are truly valid and where you need to do some introspective and introspection and maybe work with a coach around getting some help to move through those fears. Because at the end of the day, you, you deserve to be in a happy relationship and you deserve to be not settling and you deserve to feel fully safe and you deserve to feel freedom too because I I remember you were saying that even though you're in a relationship you don't feel like you've lost that freedom yeah the the haven't lost the freedom the goal has just changed you Mm. know instead of wanting to live the laptop lifestyle by myself traveling the world now I want to build a life that we don't even need a vacation from with Mm. my family and be Mm. able to travel with my family Mm. you know take the kids and you know it's still there but the the values behind it and the goal itself has changed. Um, so, yeah, you don't lose the freedom. You just, you just lose uh, change how you achieve it, I mm-hmm. guess. Mm-hmm. The vehicle. The vehicle, the vehicle changes. Yeah. The vehicle in which you experience the freedom. Correct. I think, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I lost my words. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, yeah, so what else? Um, I think that was what other the fears? Those were the main ones for me, I think. Those were the main ones, yeah. Yeah. And it's one decision away. That's that's the other thing. I had a conversation with a friend who, similar to us, we when we had met, um, we knew it was different. We knew we wanted to to be together. But for my friend, we had a talk the other day. Uh, he had a lot of fear around it as well and didn't know, didn't know how, he was just like, how, how do I do it? And I said, well, at the end of the day, if you know that it's different, it's a decision. Mm. It's a decision to commit mm. and stay committed. It's at the end of that, it's all up to you. Mm. And if you know it's the right relationship and you know it's the woman you want to spend the rest of your life with, then that that's just one decision that you make to yourself that, okay, this is it and I'm committing to it. Mm-hmm. You know, you, yeah. you're in control. Yeah, and I love that. And they're like, there's no right or wrong, but it's like being single and in your 30s and dating because I know he he likes to date and that type of thing like you did um so it's one thing you know like do you want to do that when you're 60 and and, and 70 Mm. there's a point in time where the choice will be uncomfortable a little bit I'm sure you weren't like oh here I've met Mars and like I'm so willingly like let me just give up my freedom there would have been some resistance like you explained but it's just like deciding that like you know what there's a point in time in my life where I'm gonna have to make this decision do I want to pass up this relationship with this particular person that I feel a connection with to live out this lifestyle that I know is not forever? Yep. Because I want to create a family and a home and a, and a deep, meaningful relationship with someone. So mm. it's really about just feeling into if it's the right time for you. Yeah. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with me today. If you love this episode, please share it with someone. And if you're a longtime listener, it would mean the absolute world to me if you would rate and review this show on iTunes. I love you so much and I can't wait to connect with you on the next episode. And remember, it's not only possible to have it all, it is your birthright.